Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. See, now, real quick. It is very warm in here. I understand. Okay. But the aircon's cranking as best as it can. And it's only warm because you are on fire this morning. So for those who don't know who I am, I'm one of the pastors here. I'm the uh, younger, better looking uh, one. I'm joking. I'm younger than you. It's about it. You're pretty good looking. Anyway, and um, I'm also, no, 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 I don't need those. I'm good because I've got this. Oh, you guys might need some of this to wipe. I can see the sweat on your head. Hey, I, every week I'm, the, I'm like, yeah, but you guys are sweating too. You don't have the spotlight. It's cool. But anyway, I'm a dad and I've got two amazing kids. And, um, you know, I used to think that, you know, raising kids, you know, that would be perfect in every way. You know, that they would listen at your word in the moment of it. Yes, dad, exactly what you said. And what, you know, that's how I grew up. I was obedient to the T. And, um, and I just assumed it was the same thing, right? But clearly, my parents lied to me. And um, I got given some great advice um, by one of my friends, uh, Mr. Brendan Cowder, actually. And, um, and he said, hey, just so you know, there are going to be some battles that you're going to have to fight with, with your kids. I said, oh, I'll win them all. And he's like, he goes, okay, just choose the right battles. And the ones you choose, make sure you can win them. So... Um, great advice, right? So just choose your battles. You won't win all of them. So um, I thought, you know, I remember, I know a battle that's worth fighting for. And um, I thought with my faithful, trustworthy wife, wife by my side, that we were going to win this fight together. And that was to have their rooms cleaned all the time. And uh, lo and behold, I figured out that um, she wasn't that faithful person who wanted rooms cleaned. Uh, I ended up cleaning the rooms, and I lost that battle, and that's okay. Um, my, my wife's mother is here. Um, my mother-in-law, the amazing woman, is here today. So I won't speak harshly of my wife, but <laughs> she doesn't even clean her own room, Ma. Anyway, <laughs> she doesn't. I got a confirmation. Can I get an amen, anyone else? So how the heck was I going to win that fight? So, so I said, you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to pick a fight. I'm going to win it. And it was the battle for their identity. So from birth, I've always spoken over their lives of who they are. And I've shared this before, but um, every, every time we go to school, I'm always, Judah, who are you? I am, an, I am a, what are they? What is he? He's a smart um, I can't remember. It's all flowing off my head now. I didn't write him down, honey. I'm sorry. But he's, pr- I'm smart. I'm courageous. I'm brave. I'm an amazing man. Like he, and then Lydia's doing the same thing. And I go, this is a fight worth fighting for, our identity. And it was beautiful that Tina came up and, 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 um, and, and shared because Satan is after one thing and one thing only from your life, and that is your identity. You see, Christianity is no picnic. There's a war going on, and it becomes reality the moment you get saved. The enemy is after your identity, and he will use ways to rob it from you. But just like the advice I was given, I believe that the enemy knows that not all battles are worth fighting. But he'll make sure that he picks the right battles and will try to win. 
You see, the enemy has lost the war. So he's going out kicking and screaming. All right? And that means a few fists are going to be hit, uh, uh, swung, and a few kicks are going to be hit. And, and the target is you and I. Now, this morning, I'm not glorifying the devil. But we are in a, a series called Spiritual Warfare. Leon last week preached amazingly about, uh, you know, we have the one above, God, who's our source. We don't fight with him. Um, we have the one beside, who's our team. We don't fight with each other, okay? We have the one below, the devil, who will cause you and I to focus on the one above and the one um, across to fight with when the, right, the fight should be going to him. Yeah. Amen? So, the title of my message, I hope you're taking notes, is this. It's a sacred weapons for spiritual warfare. Because how we fight will determine the outcome of your battle. And it's very important. And this morning, as one of your pastors, my role is to equip you and I, is to equip the saints for the works of the ministry. So I want to equip you to fight these battles. And not just to fight, but to win. No one wants to go into a fight and lose. Anyone this morning like to go into a battle and lose? Raise your hands, please. No. Then why, why do we have days when we are losing battles? Could it be that we need to be reminded on how to be equipped in order to win? Because I believe that we can win these battles every single day. You see, in 1 Peter 5.8, Peter wrote this. says, be alert and be sober of mind. The, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Can I say something? If you're going through something right now, someone else on the other side of the world, the planet, your room right here is probably going through the same thing. And this is why we need to be united in praying for one another. But Paul personalizes. He goes, he doesn't say the enemy. He says your enemy. You have an enemy. Not the church, but you have an enemy. And what he wants to do is blind the mind of not just the unbelievers, but the believers to think, I don't have an enemy, and, 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 and it's okay, Christianity is a picnic. And then when, when, you know, when we get hit with darts, when we get hit with things, we go, why is this happening to me? Because you have an enemy. Say, I have an enemy. But he is being defeated, Amen. Don't let him scare you to go, I have an enemy. He, he's a wounded thing. The head of the lion, the head of the saint of the dragon has been cut off. And that silly thing keeps wanting to wiggle, waiting to die. So it's your enemy. Understand you have an enemy. It's not your pastors. It's not your kids. It's not your mother-in-law. It's not. I love you, mum. Babe, it's not your mother-in-law. Um, but he'll try to make it, it is. Especially, you know, can I just quickly say, I'm not going to talk about offense. But people don't get hurt in anywhere else except the church, as much, if that makes sense. You put up with people at work, whatever, but the moment someone in the house hurts you, it hits hard. Why? Because the enemy wants to destroy the church. And I hate him, and he's not having his way, because the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, he has tools. So, so it says, um, no, it's okay. Let's keep going. All right. So this morning, let's, let's go in. Let's dive in. Everyone, go to Ephesians and go to 6. 
Go to Ephesians 6. Don't get your phones out. Get this thing out. Uh, if you don't have this, it's okay. Go to Ephesians 6. And if you don't have your phones, look at the screens. I'll have it up. Verse 10. Let's start with this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. After everything I've said, he says, be strong in the Lord. And sometimes we don't feel like we're strong enough. Does anyone ever feel like they're strong enough to take on things? Hand up. I, oh, it's good. It's good. Sometimes I don't feel strong enough to take care of things. Like, actually, sometimes I do not feel like I can even live this life strong. And it's like, how do I fight this strong? But he says one thing. He goes, he goes um, be strong in who? In the you see, it's not our strength, it's His strength that empowers us to fight. Because in our strength, I wake up a great person. I wake up so happy until 5.30 in the morning when my son barges in. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? It's Saturday morning. All of a sudden, I'm not strong, strong in the Lord to love my son, am I? No, I'm cranky in the south. And that's why my strength comes from Him and not from within. Be strong in the Lord means a complete rest and a living in a place where he's your absolute everything. It is the power of God, not yours, who holds the power in this fight. You've got to understand, be strong in the Lord. No human power alone can stop the devil's schemes. But God has already disarmed the rulers and authorities and he's put them to shame. And then all the power that he's done is inside you right now. For some of you who are uh, feeling weak, don't give up. The strength is available to you. Now you got to be, um, okay. In verse 11 it says this, put on, say put on. It's an active word. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now if you've ever read Ephesians 6, Paul talks a lot about standing, right? He keeps talking about standing and standing and standing. And you need to understand this. We are no good. I am no good. You are no good on the ground. The moment you go on the ground and you stay on the ground and you stay fallen, you are absolutely no good. And that is the time where we choose to go, oh, I'm just done. I can't do this anymore. But as long as you're still standing, it's this tenacity of I'm continuing forward. It doesn't matter. I'm still standing in the strength of the Lord. As long as I have a step on my, on my, in my body, as long as I have breath in my lungs, and I'm, not, and I'm still standing, guess what? You can still win the battle. You can still, whatever battle you're facing, if you decide to quit and sit, you won't win. But if you decide to just keep standing, my son and I were playing Mario Kart. And, and I learned a lot from my son in games. So uh, gaming is good, Pastor Leo. But not for four hours of a day, Ethan Okotra. And um, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, bro. I know it's Zeke. And But my son's playing Mario Kart, and it's so cool because he's got this concept. Um, we're playing Mario Kart, we're like second level in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my kid's coming last. I'm about to experience like a meltdown, and I don't want this right now. And then it's like, Daddy, it's okay, I can still do this, I can still do this, there's one more lap to go, I can still come first, I will come first. And I laughed, and went, kid, I'm coming first, there's no way you're coming first in Mario Kart. But like, he got it, as long as there's still one lap left in your race, there's still a chance to win. 
Be strong in the Lord. Take your stand against the devil's schemes. And I'm passionate this morning because I'm sick and tired of seeing Christians being taken out of this race. You know, when I, when I, became, uh, when I went to Bible college, they said, you know what, out of, the, out of the lot of you kids, probably only going to be 10 or 20% left in ministry. I was reading a book uh, this week, and it was saying by 65, they said to uh, John Maxwell, by the age of 65, one in 10 out of this uh, huge university of theology would still be in ministry. One in 10, I don't want to be the, I want to be the one that is still in. And that's what we should say, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, number one, if you're going to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Point number one is standing truth. Everyone say, standing truth. Boy, it's hot up here. Carl, I would like four air cons now running. Go. Like, out of all the armors to start with, he begins with the belt. I don't even wear a belt. Yeah, I'm not going to lift up and see my undies. I don't wear a belt. And my wife reminds me, most Sundays on worship, when my pants are falling, honey, pull up your pants because you're not wearing a belt. I can see your undies. I'm like, babe, why are you focusing on me when I usually be focusing on King Jesus and worshiping? But, but, look, I'm a very good-looking man. I understand why you can't take your eyes off me. I love you, my love. But, See, if I was writing this, and I wanted to stir a church on, and I'm like, you're about to fight the enemy. And, and, and you know, he's, he's looking at, 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 at a, a gear that an army, like a, a soldier would wear. Like the first thing I would say is, take up your shield. Yeah. Take up your, 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 your sword, your helmet. He goes, put on your belt, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, until I started looking into it. We know belts, well, belts don't hold up pants because I'm not wearing a belt and my pants are fine. So what's the concept of a belt? Back then, the belt actually held the scabbard, and the scabbard is where the sword would actually go. Without a belt, you had no sword. Can I just say, without walking in truth, knowing truth, living in truth, you won't have much luck with the sword of the Spirit as your weapon if you're not walking in truth. If you have to lie all the time... Guess what? You're, it's, it's not effective. If I'm lying to you, you find out I'm lying, and all of a sudden, I try and bring the word, there's, no, he's not going to receive that. Who are you? And sometimes, the enemy causes us to lie. We, we believe, if I lie, I might get liked more, so I'm going to lie. Well, you're not going to be effective with the word. Actually, the belt also secured all the other pieces of your armor. Could it be that without the belt, the rest of our armor re- is useless? Actually, could it, be, could it be that the enemy has lied to you so much so that it's become your truth? And because you're not walking in absolute truth, you're believing a lie that I'm not loved. A lie of this, a lie of this. All of a sudden, you're inactive. I can't put my shield on. I can't put anything on because I'm not believing the truth of God's word over life. Because it feels so easy to believe that I'm uninvaluable, that I stuffed up, that my sin is determining who I am. The devil wants to take you out with lies and God is bringing absolute truth to who you are. And only if we decided every day, I'm wearing the belt of truth, I know who I am, I'm walking in it, well, then we'll be active and, and, and be able to withstand all the things of the enemy. Amen? Is this okay? You see, Jesus is, in, Jesus is all truth. In, in an age, in an era where relative truth is relative, 
Jesus is absolute truth. The word became flesh, dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and the only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is truth. And Satan is the father of lies. So one of his schemes is to lie. If you want to know how the enemy gets you, he will lie to you. But so much so that it seems truth. See, I want to read here. Oh, I just stepped on this. And I've just ruined it. So he says here, in the, in the Garden of Eden, what does he say? Did God really say? Did I just ruin this? Yeah, I see the sound guy coming up. And can I have the, can I have the hand mic? You know what? It's fine because I get... If you're hungry and willing, he can set you free. So he says this. I just want you to know how he does it. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. It's called, it's called I look at it as suspicious of truth. So, so, so it's like, did God really say, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't hear God well enough. For some people, you were called into the ministry. For some people, you were called to a specific thing. And then when it gets too hard or when you get upset or when things happen and it's happened to me, I actually I start to think, did God actually say that? Or was that my own thoughts? doesn't seem like a lie, but it seems like a truth. It's somewhere in between, and that's how he wants to take you and I out. He's the mastermind of twisting the truth. And all I need to say is this. What have you been listening to? If you have heard of did he say, can I just say he did say? If you think, did he say, he did say, if it's according to the word, if you've been prayed up, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, if the devil says, did he say, yes, he said. Amen. Number two, put on righteousness. It's the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness in place. See, walking in all truth is also walking in knowing who you are and your place here on earth. Can I say this? When we don't put on righteousness, no, we don't put on righteousness. You are righteous. You have right standing with God. Close your eyes for a moment, please. The God who created everything. Just think about this. The stars, the planets, the things that the world marvel over, the pure holiness of God. You stand before his throne room just as you are, mistakes and all, and he kneels, he bows his knee, and he washes your feet because he loves you. You have right standing with God. It is who you are. It is who you are. It is who you are. You can open your eyes if you feel like it. You can close them if you like. So one of his schemes is to go after who you are. You know, Jesus, um, Satan lies and he goes, he goes to Adam and Eve. He goes, you will be like God. My goodness sake, they were already like him. And then he has the audacity to go after Jesus and say what? If you are the son of God. Like, and, and what happens? He comes after him through his identity. When? When God affirms him. So Jesus was affirmed. And, and, and then in the, temp, in, in the wilderness, all of a sudden, what? His identity 
was coming under attack. Can it be that when you come out of a Sunday service, when you're affirmed by the love of God, and you're like, wow, God does love me. I am chosen. Could it be that on the Monday, He wants to attack your identity in your workplace? Maybe you're not good enough. You know what? You are good enough because Christ lives inside of you. You are righteous. Amen? Know who you are, because i tell you why. When you know who you are, who you think you are determines what you do. Who you think you are, Simone, determines what you do. So if you think that I'm caught, if you think that I'm the righteousness, if you think I have a court, what you think determines what you do. So why do you think the enemy wants to stop what you do? So he wants to go after who you are, so then you think, I can't do what God's called me to do. How can I pray for that person? How can I lead my family? How can I be bold enough to tell people about Jesus when I'm living in sin and my past, your past is your past? Know who you are in Christ. You know, in 2 Corinthians, it says this. It says, God made me. God made him. Gosh, I'm a wreck. I'm sorry. You got to catch this. Who you think I am? This is who I think I am. God made me who had no sin to be sin for us. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him, we might come the righteousness of God. That's who I am. This is what I can do then. Because therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person. I'm a righteous person. I just read, I become the righteous. Has effective power in their prayer life. So the enemy wants to disable your prayer life by disabling who you are. You're an effective prayer warrior because you're the righteous son of God. Do you know that, Robbie? And the moment we know that, and the moment we speak that over our lives every single day, we start to see it into effect. And we start to go, what a liar. That's not who I am. I am who he says I am. Is that all right? Number three, be ready with the word and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We have great news. Like, we have good news. Like, I'm excited that in July, I think June, July, uh, a couple of sweet PlayStation games are coming out. And I'm really, really excited, right? And I'm telling everyone, I, like, my brother, he, he, he will, like, pull over on the side of the road, call me up. I don't know if you've done this. And be like, bro, just so you know, EB Games have this game, and it's like limited edition. You have to go, you have to just get it now. So I'm driving my wife. I'm like, babe, take the wheel, because I have to buy this. I've got to put it, and I would just tell the world how amazing this game is. And you know what? That's great news. It's amazing news. But we have so much better news that people's lives need to be changed forever with this one news. How much more? And you don't have to be the guy who preaches out on the streets. If you, that's okay. But it can be the one who witnesses in your workplace. Because I was just on a cruise and I got to witness on a cruise. Not by preaching at them, but being Jesus to them. How crazy is that? Whatever your gifting is, just be Jesus to them as well, amen? And then speak, tell them about Jesus. When they, when they found out I was a pastor, they flipped out, hey. They're like, what the bleep, 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 you're a bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm like, yeah, I'm a pastor, that's cool. And then we just started talking and then this other lady who's like, oh, well, I'm actually a born again believer. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden we had a, a spa talk about Jesus. It was great. Have a spa talk about Jesus wherever you go. But you know why? Because it's peace. It's, we have the gospel of peace with us, not just for the outsiders, but for you. Can I just encourage you for me to the next point? When you wear your shoes of peace, each step you take on the battlefield 
doesn't matter if you step on a mine, tough terrain, the peace of God will always be with you. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Don't let him steal your peace because at the end of the day, you win. At the end of the day, your what ifs, this happens, what if that happens, the what ifs never happen. When has a what if ever taken place? What if we don't get this house and we get the house? What if I get fired and I never get fired? What if, what if the economy comes down? What if, what if, what if? Don't let the enemy rob your peace. The peace comes from him. Amen? This is deal or no deal. You have the $200,000 in your suitcase. Do not settle for the $50. Wait to the end and you win. Amen? Number four, shield yourself. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Because this, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, in the Old Testament, God was known as what? A shield. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my shield. Blessed you, O Lord. You save people. Your enemies will cling towards you. And he goes, and you, who is the shield of my help? God is your shield. And we need to... We need to shield ourselves with faith and faith in Christ, not faith in the church, not faith in me, not in my own revelation, in your own revelation. Faith comes by hearing, hearing of the Word of God. And obviously the shield's important. And you know back then, the shield was huge. It was bigger than me. And what it would do, stand up, please. You're amazing, Chris. And, and, and what would happen, Chris? Chris, I'd have the, I'll, I'll have the shield and you would have, oh, I do. I'm sweating like crazy. I might have to go to the pools after this. But um, I, I've, I've got a shield and you've got a shield. And when we interlocked, hold our shields up. Hold your shield up for me. We, we interlocked our shields. Guess what? No fiery darts are coming through anyway whatsoever. What does it mean? The one beside me is the one that's, thank you, sit down. The one beside me is the one causes faith to arise for the one above me. Sometimes it's the person sitting next to you that causes faith to arise. And that's why meeting like this, being a connect group, being discipled, locking your shields together is the way you will stop those darts coming in. You can't do it alone. Can't do it alone. Now the TV crew hate me right now. I'm just everywhere. <laughs> Lucas found out I was preaching. He goes, "Ah, oh, don't worry about TV today." <laughs> what do you do when you get hit? Like, it could be that, could be that you prayed, didn't get answered. Someone hurt you. The devil's shooting darts, and he's hitting you. What do you do? You identify that you've been hit. And you go to Jesus. Because if you're offended, getting over it won't help. If you're stressed, when someone says, hey, Tash, just don't worry. It doesn't help when you say that, Tash, because I'm stressed. Okay? I, don't, I, I hate it. Like I go, babe, what's wrong? What, what's wrong with you, honey? She goes, oh, I'm just annoyed and work is this. I go, babe, don't worry about it. Oh, and like, she doesn't have to say a word. Those darts in her eyes, I'm like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Nothing can quench the darts of the enemy but the love of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's the most basic thing you've ever heard, but yet it's the most powerful thing. And we too often are not just staying in that love. When I stand in that love, all fear will leave. All those darts will drop. Why? Because He heals my heart. He's the healer. He's the restorer. The more I'm in love with Jesus, the more I'm just plowing in, the more I'm just worshiping Him, the less those darts affect me. The last one is protect your mind. 
take the helmet of salvation. This is the last offensive armor that you have is, this, is the helmet of salvation. And this is where most of the battles take place. What people call the invisible war. The battle within your mind is a vicious, intense, and sometimes unfair battle that rages on, which can bring the whole body down. How do you kill, how do you kill a person? How do you, uh, no, no, you shouldn't know this stuff, right? <laughs> but in war, they go after your head, because if the head's taken out, the body is gone. That's why Satan went for Jesus and take out the head. You know what? Wear the helmet of salvation. Guard your thoughts. Be vigilant with what thoughts are going in. Don't believe everything. I've said it before, and I'll say it again until Jesus comes back. But don't believe everything you hear. If you hear something and you think, is this of God? Tell someone that actually cares about you. Tell your connect group leader. Tell your pastor. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to the Word. And if it doesn't line up, I don't care how you feel. You've got to, you've got to get over those feelings and see the truth, and your feelings will go with your truth truth. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to mourn. I get it. I've had the hardest week. One of. I've had so many things that's happened this week that has caused me, that could have caused me to come off track. The enemy was shooting his darts at me and I got offended and I said to my wife, I can't write this sermon anymore. And she goes, go for a walk. I'm going for a walk. I walked around and I spent time with Jesus. I came back. I started worshiping. I'm ready to go. Am I still hurt? Yeah, it still hurt me. But do I wear that on my heart? Nah. It's not going to affect who I am because I know who I am in Christ. Amen. Because those things will affect you and take you out. The last thing, we're going to swing wide. We're going to swing wide. All you have, let the, as the, all creep. Come on, sing. We swing wide. All you heavens, part of it. Let our praise go up. As we see wars in our lives come down. You know what? The only weapon you have. You know, the Roman soldiers had a spear and a sword. Why did Paul not talk about the spear? Because no other weapon, there's no matter what you can do, there's nothing else can destroy the devil and, and his schemes over your life. Rather, nothing else but the word. And, and not just because what did the devil do? He used the word back at Jesus to take Jesus out, right? So we need to know it, we need to live it, and we need to believe this word. The Holy Spirit in you will start to, like, that's why I, I encourage, it says afterwards, it, it, pray. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kind of prayers and requests. And with this being in mind, keep praying. I'm telling my connect group guys, pray 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day in tongues. And all of a sudden, your life is built up. I can't explain it. Like everyone's like, oh, it's because you're at a conference. I'm not in a conference. I'm just with Jesus every day even more. These guys are always on fire. And I'm like, are you just at a conference all the time, Robin Vest? And they just love Jesus. They've caught something. And it's drawing me, man, if I'm just more in love with Jesus, it's easy to take out the devil. And he schemes against you. Remember, he's lost. Well, he's going after your identity. But when you pray, and when you know who you are, and when you start wielding this sword, band can come up. Now, what's a sword do as the band gets up? What is the sword meant to do? Say it again. 
not people, Carl. Can we pray for that man? Now, a sword is meant to kill. The devil's already been defeated. Could it be that we're also meant to be killing some stuff of our lives? Can it be that the enemy gets us so wrapped that we get enticed by sin? We get drawn into some things and we need to kill the sin in our lives? Could it be that we need to kill the thoughts in our lives? Could it be that we need to kill anything in us that's not of God? Tell you what, some of you might be thinking this sounds like hard work. No, preaching it is. Doing it, it's not. Because the strength comes from Christ. Here, how do you start? Right, be strong in His might, in His power. When you put on the right stuff, things will come at you, but they'll deflect off you. Let's be a church that's known that we stay strong despite what happens. Now remember, he's in a prison doing this. He had the worst of the worst. And I want to end with this. Is this all right? I want us to put to death the enemy's schemes. You know, each thing, the helmet, breastplate, sword, the sh- sorry, the shield, the belt. What else was there? The shoes, anything else? Helmet. Why are those specific weapons? Can it be that, the, that God knows exactly how the devil attacks? If he can't get you with your thoughts, with the helmet, he'll go for who you are with the breastplate. If you can't go through your breastplate, he'll give you uh, anxiety, but he can't get you through your peace. He might get you through uh, another method. Once he's tried every part and you're just walking in the armor of God, he's like, I can't get this guy no more. Then you attack. Like it's, it's crazy that we have the weapons of warfare. Why don't we stand? We're just going to do some fighting this morning. We've got some time. And if that spoke to you in any way whatsoever. You're in a battle whether you like it or not. You know what? It's not even because you're a Christian. The world is in a battle. The Bible has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. Your mind's just been opened. They're still in a fight. The difference is, is you have victory living inside you but if there's any battle inside with your eyes closed that you need to fight that you maybe you've been losing maybe you've just decided to not stand anymore with every eye closed if that's you bow your knee if you can bow your knee bow your knee or raise your hands if you can't bow just, just leave them up in the air as an act of surrender. The reason why I said the knee or hands is because we need to surrender it. Now I put my hands up. God, this fight is worth fighting. If there's anything in you, maybe it's your thought life, maybe you don't feel good enough. You know what site you were on, the devil says, and you're like, you know what? No more to that. I am the righteousness of God. I repent from my sin. If you, need to be, if you need to make it today where I'm going to fight with Him, why don't you just raise your hands and just let Him work in your heart now. You don't have to come to the front. This is you and God. 
confess, let him minister to you. Band, we're just going to just minister for a bit and then we're going to sing. You are loved. You are chosen. He sees you the way he sees Jesus. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be you. God, I pray right now that you're releasing peace. So for some of you, you feel this unworthiness. It makes you worthy, Lord. I just, I ask, Father, right now that you reveal your love. With those thinking of just sitting down, I pray, Lord, that you'll pick them back up. I pray for strength right now. Just release strength over people right now. Just come and minister. God has real powers. He's healed hearts. He will strengthen you. Now as we sing, I want you to sing like a warrior who's won the war and won the battle. I want you to sing like Jesus has returned. Why? Because the greatest weapon of warfare is your praise. When you praise Him, Everything in the shadows gets destroyed by the light of Christ. So we're going to worship Him. But before we do, if you don't know this Jesus, if He is not Lord of your life, if you're not walking with Him, I want to pray for you. And I want to get, if you want to get your life right with Christ, the truth is we all deserve, we don't deserve His love. But grace sent Jesus down to die for you and I so we can have a relationship with God. Our sin put Him on the cross because He loves you so much. He said, I want to spend life and eternity with you. So I'm going to send Jesus to die so if you believe in Him and live for me, you will have eternity. And that is the greatest good news. That is the greatest gift anyone can give and can have. So, as bold as Jesus died on that cross, I want you to look to me in my eye. Look, my, look, look, look at me and say, I need His love. I don't have it. I'm not a Christian. I want to be. And just put your hand up. If that's you, just be bold and say, I need to get right with Jesus again. Maybe, maybe you're a prodigal. You're walking away. Just put your hand up. That's awesome, bro. He loves you so much that He sent me to come and tell you how much He loves you. He's willing to die on the cross for you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just be bold and go, yeah, that's me. I, I need to come back. Okay. What are we going to do? Can we sing? While we worship and while we sing, if you know you need to come back to Him, if you've walked away, there's no judgment here. We're going to sing. And as the guys sing, I'll invite you to come to the front. 
and come and get your life right. You know why? I tell you why. Because it's easy to make a decision in your chairs. But it takes real guts to come to the front and go, no, I leave my old life behind. I'm following you, Jesus. And we are called to be light. We are called to be bold. And we are going to, if he did that on the cross, how can we not do that? So can you guys sing? Can we start to worship? And if that's you, come to the front and let's get prayer. And let's get our life right with Jesus. Come, let's worship. listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.